0: If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 15. Genesis, chapter 15, verse 1. And when you find that, I want you to also turn to 2 Timothy, chapter 1. So Genesis 15, verse 1, and then 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. We're going to begin here in the book of Genesis. Genesis. It says that the word of the Lord came to Abram, Isaac's father, Jacob's grandfather, Joseph's great grandfather, in a vision. And the the Lord said this to Abram He says, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. 2 Timothy 1.7, Paul says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but I want you to repeat this, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. I titled this message this morning, Fear Not. Fear Not, you know, we find ourselves in October, many, uh, 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 you know, many are excited about Halloween, uh, I'm excited about Pastor exposing what's behind Halloween. Amen. You know, and I say that because many may think it's it's just fun and games, but there's a spirit behind it, and that's what God seeks to seeks to uh, expose uh, to you and I, that it's that that it's not it, it, it's not just a you know child's play, it's not just a time to get some candy, but we have to realize that as children of God, that we find ourselves in a daily spiritual battle with spiritual forces. And this is, this is one of those things that the enemy tries to use to desensitize the body of Christ and say, oh, it's, it's just a little fun. What's wrong with a little fun? So God loves us, amen? Doesn't he love us? God loves you and I. He wants to protect you. He wants to protect you from harm, and so I'm excited to hear a pastor's message this coming Wednesday. You don't want to miss out. Invite someone out. Invite someone out to hear what Halloween is really about. Fear not. I remember growing up with a lot of fear. A lot of fear. I remember watching a lot of scary movies when I was a kid, and so I would have constant nightmares. You can't tell me that there's no spirit behind scary movies. I experienced it firsthand, even as a child. But for some reason, we're drawn to these things, aren't we? We're like intrigued. For some reason, it pulls us in. Wow, I want to see, see what it's all about. You know, you see a clip of a scary movie, and, you, and, 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 and part of you thinks, I want to see it. I know, because I'm the same way. But there's a spirit behind it. And there is is a real enemy that really wants to grip you with fear. What does fear do to us? It affects our mind. It affects, it impairs your decision making, doesn't it? When you're in a state of fear. When, 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 When something happens that you didn't expect and you find yourself afraid uh, it affects and impairs your decision making it affects your ability to think clearly you know you might you might do something that that, that you uh, are not accustomed to doing because you are in a state of fear it affects our body fear and in, fear increases your heart rate it Increases your blood pressure. <laughs> fear also affects our future. When fear grips our hearts, we may not take those steps that God is calling us to take in our lives because fear has gripped us and it has, it has caused us to freeze. It has caused us to stay right where we're at and not move forward. You think of Peter when, he was, when Jesus called him to walk on water. Yes, he stepped out of the boat, but as he was walking to Jesus on the water, fear gripped his heart. The Bible says that he began to sink. And this is what happens in our lives. The enemy seeks to get us to fear. Why? Why? Because fear will stop us. Fear will cause us not to move forward. See, but God says that I come to replace this fear. I come to give you power, love, and a sound mind that only comes from me, God says. This is what I've come to trade fear for. Many of us today, we may be holding on to fear in our lives. And I don't mean, you know, fear of like insects. (laughs) You know, God wants to uh, uh, bring some deliverance to you as well this morning, I'm sure. If you're afraid of bugs or if you're afraid of, you know, other things like that. But maybe you find yourself afraid of answering the call on your life from God. Maybe you find yourself afraid from taking that next step in your life. Maybe you find yourself fearful of not knowing what is up ahead. Am I going to succeed? Many of us think that. I don't want to fail. So we have a fear of failure so we don't move forward. Many of us today may have fear of the Fear of the future, fear of not knowing what is up ahead. Maybe it's in, your, maybe it's in your, your, your career. Your fear is that you don't know if there's stability where you're at. Maybe it's in your home. Maybe it's in your marriage. You have fear that it's not going to last. You have fear that the enemy is trying to separate what God has brought together. Maybe it's fear for your children. You don't know if they're going to serve God. You don't know what's ahead for them. And you pray for them. And you seek God for their future. But there's still those thoughts in your mind that think, is my kid going to stay in the things of God? Because I don't want them to experience the world. I don't want them to experience that hurt. hurts. We carry these things in our lives. Isaiah 41, verse 10 says this. It says, fear not, for I am with you, the Lord says. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, God says, for I am your God. He says, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And this is who God is for us, church. He is so quick, He is so quick to to make sure that we know who He is and His power. That He is always there for you and I. That He is ready to comfort you in times of trouble. That He is ready to give you peace in times of fear. first point I want to get at this morning is, fear not, I am with you. Fear not, I am with you. What does it mean for us that God is with us? Well, as children of the Most High, we have His power living in us through the Holy Spirit. But yet there's times in our lives that we feel like we're spiritually out of gas, don't we? Have any of you ever felt out of gas before? You feel like you're running on fumes? Well, see, as children of God. This is why God says the, this is the importance of staying connected to the vine. And who is the vine? Jesus Christ. The Bible says to stay connected to Jesus Christ. And as we stay connected, we will keep re, be receiving the power that comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. I remember the other day charging my phone and it had given, it had given me the alert that it was at 10% battery. And so I plugged it in, walked away for about an hour or so, and came back and my phone battery was even lower than when I left it before. And you know those, those times like you, when, when you gotta go somewhere and now your phone's about to die and you're like, oh geez. Well, my phone wasn't plugged in all the way. You see, there's importance. There's an importance in staying connected with God. You need to stay connected. Why? Because God is going to spiritually charge you up. He does. He does. And if you are not properly connected, you will not receive that charge that you need that restrengthening that renewing that refreshing what do I mean how do you how do you stay partially connected well do you give God time while doing other things you see God wants a devoted time amen yes he doesn't want us to multitask when we are speaking to him because we are going to miss out on things we're not gonna really hear his voice because we have other things that are, that are taking our attention. So we need to stay connected to him, devote time to him, quiet time to hear his voice and to receive. Ephesians 1.19 says, I pray, Paul says, I, that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. You see, being that God is with us, it means that we have his power. His power is with us, right? He says, fear not, for I am with you. And that for you and I means that we have his power operating in our lives. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit. And so Paul says, I pray that you will understand That you will understand the great power of God that lives in you because you believe. See, God has given us power over sin, but many of us don't, many of us may forget that. That God has given you power over sin. And in those times, and in those times of tempting in your life, in those times of opportunity and 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 sin knocks at that door. God has given you the power to resist that temptation, to resist the enemy. Amen. And the Bible says, And the enemy shall flee. But He's giving you the power. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I've got the power. <laughs> I know some of you sing it right now. (laughs) He's given you the power to be a witness to his power. That you would tell others about the power of God. And that others would see in your life the power of God. Why? Because they knew you before. And now they've seen the transformation that God has done in your life. That's the power of God. You know, you were living 40, 50 years doing the same thing, but then you allowed God to come into your life, and God transformed you, and that was only through him. (laughs) Genesis 26, verse 24. The Bible says, And the Lord appeared to Isaac, Abram's son, the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, I am, the, I am the God of Abraham your father. Fear not, for I am with you and will bless you. And multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. You see, what was taking place here was that Isaac had moved about forty miles away from where he was because of a famine in his land. So he he had this on the back of his mind that you know now he's traveling to a to a faraway land because of the famine that he was experiencing. And also the Bible says that Isaac was afraid because the Bible says his his, his wife was so beautiful that he was afraid that the men would try to, that, that the men in this land that he was traveling to would try to kill him and take his wife. And so he lied and said that it was his sister. And so he had these things in the back of his mind and he was afraid. God, in his faithfulness, comes to Isaac and says, Isaac, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid, Isaac, because I am with you. I'm with you wherever you go. I wasn't just with you in the land that you were living in. I'm going to be with you in the land where I am taking you. He says, and not only am I with you, but because I am with you, you will receive my blessings. I will bless you. You see, God knew exactly what Isaac needed to hear at the right time. And isn't that how he works with you and I? At the right time, God gives you that word. That's right now. I know for some of you, that's right now. God is giving you a specific word right now at the right time in your life. That's how God operates. Get used to it because you're gonna, you're gonna experience a lot more of that as a child of God. In Genesis chapter 46 and verse 2, the Bible says this, it says that during the night, God spoke to Jacob. Now we have Jacob, Abraham's grandson. During the night, God spoke to Jacob in a vision. And he says, I am God, the God of your father. Don't be afraid to go down to Egypt. For I will see to it that you will become a great nation there. And I will go down with you into Egypt, and I will bring your descendants back again. He says, but you shall die in Egypt with Joseph at your side. See, once again, once again, God speaks to Isaac's son Jacob and tells him the same thing That he told his father, fear not, for I am with you. Fear not. He tells Abraham. He tells his son Isaac. And he tells his son Jacob. Now the same thing. Fear not, for I am with you. Do you see a pattern here? You see, but God also told Jacob something else in this vision that you may not have caught. And it was in the last part of it where he says this to Jacob, and he says, And I will go down with you into Egypt, and I will bring your descendants back again. He says, But you shall die in Egypt with Joseph at your side. What was God telling him? Well, he was saying, Jacob, you will never be alone. Jacob, you will never be alone. He says, not only will I go down with you to Egypt, he says, but even even in your your bed where you take your last breath, your son Joseph will be with you. God says, you're not going to be alone. There's always going to be someone with you, Jacob. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Thank God that we are not alone, right? Yes, thank God that you and I do not find ourselves alone. Not only do we have our brothers and sisters in Christ interceding for us and encouraging us, but we have the King of kings and the Lord of lords helping us fight these battles. Let me tell you, God's words bring comfort in our lives. They do. They do, it's in those times that we may find ourselves in fear of something or someone that God in his kindness, in his mercy and grace comes to us and gives us a word and says, my child, have peace. Be at peace because I am with you. Not because, not because the storm has stopped, but because the Almighty is with you in the storm. And I am your comforter. And I am your shield. I am your protector. I am the one watching over you. That it doesn't matter, it, it, it doesn't matter what you're facing to your left or to your right. Uh, I am going to protect you. Though a thousand may fall at your sides, amen, you will be protected. I will keep you from harm. Back to Genesis 15 1, where the word of the Lord came to Abram and said, Fear not, I am your shield. That's our second point this morning. Fear not, I am your shield. Not only is God with us, giving us his power to overcome the lies of the enemy, to be with us in those, in those times of, of, of difficulties in our lives, but he says, that, he says, fear not because I am also your shield. What was God telling Abraham? He says, fear not because I will defend you. God is gonna defend you and I. When, every, when, everything else, when everything else seems like everything is against us, like everyone, like everyone's doing the opposite of what we're doing. God says, Don't worry, I'm defending you. If you seek me with 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 your with all your heart, I will defend you. if you make it a point to seek after me and to allow me to help you in this journey, he says, I will defend you. I will never leave you. See, maybe in our lives, we find ourselves making better decisions. You know, we find ourselves now living for God. And we're, we're, we've made a huge improvement in our lives. But then we may fear going back to where we were. The enemy may try to lie to you and say, man, you're just one bad day away from being back to where you were before. Don't get too comfortable where you're at because that's not going to last Has anyone ever had the enemy lie to them like that before? Don't get too happy. Don't get too excited. Because you're just one trip away from falling right back to where you were. See, but we need to remember God's word when he says that he will keep us. Amen? You need to tell the enemy that next time he lies to you and says, oh, don't get comfortable. Don't get too excited where you're at right now with all these better decisions that you're making. You need to come at him and say, you know what, liar, uh, uh, enemy, you are a liar because God is going to keep me. He's going to keep me. I'm not going back to my sin. I'm not going back to my old life. In Jesus name, I'm going to I'm going to persevere. The Bible doesn't state why Abraham was afraid, but it could have been that he was was in fear of revenge of the kings that he had just defeated. Could possibly quite be. Psalm 18, verse 30. Psalm 18, verse 30. David writes this. And he says, what a God he is. He says, how perfect in every way. He says, all his promises prove true. He is a shield for everyone who takes refuge in him. Psalm 46, verse one, the writer says, God is our refuge and strength. A tested, time, a tested help in times of trouble. And so we need not fear, even if the world blows up and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble. And we are not afraid. Why? Because God is our refuge. He is our safe place. In both writers, they write the same thing. David writes this. He says, all his promises prove true. They have been proven to be true. You can stand on his word. And the other writer says this in Psalm 46. Uh, it is, he is a tested help in times of trouble. He has been tested and true that God will help you and I. In times like these, what a mighty God we serve, isn't he? He's a mighty God. Genesis chapter 50, verse 14. Genesis 50, verse 14. The Bible says this, it says after bearing Jacob, Joseph, the great grandson of Abraham, returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had accompanied him to his father's burial. But now that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph, they said, Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him. Verse 19, Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. I can't take God's place. Even though you planned evil against me, God planned good to come out of it. He says this was to keep many people alive as he is doing now. And he says, so don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. In this way, he reassured them, setting their minds at ease. See, I don't know about you, but those words sound very similar to Joseph's father. They sound, they sound very similar to the words that God spoke to Joseph's grandfather. They sound very similar to the words that God spoke to, to Joseph's great-grandfather. Do you see where I'm going with this? Parents, grandparents, Guardians, you need to teach your children, your grandchildren, how to fear not. How to trust in the Lord. That God is, that God is with them as he, as he has been with you. That God is their shield. That God is their refuge as, as he has been to you. And you teach them and you show them. as Joseph was shown. See, because now you have a place here where Joseph is now telling others, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. He says, because I've learned from my my great-grandfather, from my grandfather, and from my father, this valuable lesson that God is always with us. He will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. And I've seen this firsthand, Joseph. Joseph is saying, I've seen this in their lives. And it still stands true today. You see, what did Joseph learn? Well, he learned what each of us need to learn, is that we we must kick fear in the rear. (laughs) You need to kick fear in the rear. I kept it PG for you. Don't take it any further than that. You teach your kids that. I guarantee they won't forget that. They won't forget. My dad said that I need to kick fear in the rear. They're not going to forget. They're going to tell their friends. I guarantee they will. I know they will. I have young ones. They would run with that one. What are you saying? I'm not going to allow fear to grip my heart. I'm not going to allow it. Fear, you have no place in my life. Fear, you have no place in my heart. You have no place in my mind. No way. Get out of here. You're not keeping me from moving forward. You're not keeping me from experiencing victory in my life. You're not keeping me from seeing where God is going to take me. You're not keeping me from seeing the generational blessings upon my life. I will not believe and I will not accept the lies of the enemy. I will not accept them. I won't accept the words of the naysayers. I'm not gonna accept them. Those words that say you can't do it. You don't have what it takes. You can't win. That reminds me of Rocky IV. Remember Rocky IV? When Rocky was about to fight Drago and his wife, God bless her heart, Adrian, said, you can't win. Now, I understood where she was coming from. You know, Rocky was a lot smaller. But she said those words. Do you know what, do you know what that does? Especially from your wife? <laughs> that's, that's like, you know, if anyone else says it, you're like, man, whatever. But if your wife says it, you're like, wow, even she doesn't believe in me. <laughs> We all know what happened. Rocky still did his thing. Do you remember what Saul told David in 1 Samuel 17? When David was about to challenge the giant Goliath? He said these words. He says, don't be ridiculous, David. You're just a boy. You can't win. Hmm. Man, they got that line from the Bible. How many times does the enemy try to tell you, you can't win. You can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't have enough talent. You can't do it. What happens to us when the voice of the enemy tells you you can't win over sin? You're not going to win her. You're just going to go back to it. I know you. You keep you keep uh, going down this same pattern in your life. You say you're going to do this, but you end up going back to your vomit. So why don't you just stay where you're at and not even try to do any better? That's what the enemy says. I know it sounds harsh, but that's what he does. Do you really think you can change? Do you really think God can use you? Do you really think that, God, that, that, that your children are going to stay in the things of God? Do you really think that you're going to see your grandchildren serving God? And the enemy throws all these things at you in church let me tell you right now when those lies come at you and when those and when those words try to infiltrate you need to kick fear in the rear amen you need to kick fear in the rear don't give up don't cower away you know i know in those times you know when someone says that i can't do something it actually motivates me that's what that's how i am If you say I can't do it, guess what? Uh, uh, Hold my root beer, right? (laughs) Some of you got that one. (laughs) You watch me do it. You can't tell me that I can't do it. I have the Almighty with me. Are you kidding me? (laughs) With God, all things are possible. You watch me do it, and you watch me give God praise after. as the worship team comes forward this morning, you and I, you need to look fear straight in the eyes as David did to Goliath. And he says, punk, you come at me? You come at me with a sword and a javelin? Really? You come at me like that well, I come at you in the name and power of the Lord Almighty that you have (laughs) defied. You have defied the Lord's army. And guess what? I'm bringing the whole army upon you and your people. And not only will you be struck down today But we're going to feed you and your army to the birds. The wild animals are going to be eating on your dead carcasses. Because the Lord is going to give us victory right now. Anyone who comes against the Lord uh, uh, is, is bound for defeat. Church, you need to understand this, whose side you're on. No, we don't want to see anyone defeated, but that's what happens when you come against God. You will lose every single time. But I thank God that we are on the winning side. Church, we need more. You need to bring more into the army of God. As you live, as a child of God, as you fear not. You be an example to those around you. Others would come to know the goodness of God. Others would come to know salvation. Others would come to have God replace their fear with power and with love and with a sound mind. Maybe you're searching for a sound mind today. Maybe you got a whole lot of things taking place up here. A whole lot of craziness, and you just need a sound mind. God is going to give you wisdom. It's the wisdom that God has already given to you through His Word. Right now, you're receiving wisdom through God's Word. He says, this is the power that I'm giving you today. Church, you and I need to claim what is rightfully ours. What is that? It's what Abraham knew, it's what Isaac knew, it's what Jacob knew, and it's what Joseph knew. That God has not given us a spirit of fear, but instead he has given us power, love, and a sound mind this morning let's give god praise let's give him praise in this place this morning yes lord you receive the glory you receive the honor father hallelujah as every head is bowed every eye closed